acclaimed comics writer and notorious Scott Summers hater, Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter, Jason Concepcion. Somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. And like always, we'll be here every week. You'll hear from TV writers, actors, comics creators, pop culture critics. Nothing is off the table. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to More Than a Movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. The stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. Welcome to today's edition of the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton Show podcast. Welcome back in, Clay Travis, Buck Sexton Show. Appreciate all of you hanging out with us as we are rolling through the Wednesday edition of the program. Uh, giving you a little roadmap of where we're going here. Speaker Mike Johnson is going to join us at the bottom of the hour to talk about everything that happened yesterday in the House uh, surrounding the Mayorkas uh, potential impeachment that did not get the votes that it needed. Also, What's going on with the border bill, uh, money going to Israel, money going to Ukraine? Uh, how is all of that shaking out? We will discuss that with the Speaker of the House at the bottom of the hour. Um, there's a bunch of stuff out there still to hit, Buck, and I wanted to play this for all of you out there. Biden has had two different public events in the last couple of days that both have featured such uncomfortable audio that he's now being called out even by the Democrat that is running against him, Dean Phillips. I don't know if you saw this, Buck, but I want to read it for you, and then I want to make sure uh, that all of you heard this and are uh, and are aware of the decline that we are seeing almost in real time uh, right now from Joe Biden. Here is what Dean Phillips, who it's clear nobody's supporting, but he is the only person really running against Biden in the primary, he said uh, yesterday, I'm attacked for being honest and saying the quiet part out loud. The part D.C. insiders only do in private. I admire our president. I voted for him and campaigned for him. He has visited my home and been gracious to my family and our country. But shame on all of you pretending everything is okay. You are leading us and him into a disaster, and you damn well know it. This is on X, on Twitter, and then he attached each of these clips from the past two days, and I want to play each of them for you here to make sure that all of you heard them. Here's Joe Biden, public events, the last two days. Let's listen to these. You know, right right, right after I was elected, I went to what they call a G7 meeting, all the NATO leaders. I was in, I was in the south of England. 
And I sat down and I said, America's back. And Mitterrand from Germany, I mean, from France, looked at me and said, uh, said, you know, what, why, how, how long are you back for? Okay, Mitterrand Buck has been dead since 1996. We played that clip for you. I think we have Peter Ducey quizzing uh, Corrine Jean-Pierre about that clip today. I believe this happened in the White House press briefing. If we could play that, and then I'll play the other one for you. Uh, here's Peter Ducey grilling KGP. How is President Biden ever going to convince the three-quarters of voters who are worried about his physical and mental health that he is okay even though in Las Vegas he told a story about recently talking to a French president who died in 1996. I'm not even going to go down that rabbit hole with you, Why? sir. What is We're going to go. Hole? Go ahead. He said go he ahead. talked to Mitterrand. Go ahead. In you saw the president in Vegas, in California. You've seen the president in South Carolina. You saw him in Mich- Michigan. I'll just leave it there. Okay, he's been to lots of states, Buck. That's not a defense of his mental acuity. Here is what happened yesterday when he tried to talk about Hamas, Israel, Palestine. And what was going on there? Listen to this. There is some movement, and I don't want to. I don't want to. Let me be, choose my words. There's some movement. There's been a response from the. Uh, the, the there's been a response from the opposition, but. Um, it, it, yes, I'm sorry, from Hamas, but it seems to be uh, a little over the top. We're not sure where it is. There's a continuing negotiation right now. Okay, he couldn't remember Hamas, Buck. Those are two clips the past two days. You heard Dean Phillips calling him out. We're still nine months uh, away from the actual election, eight months till people start voting. When you hear those and you hear Democrats now starting to speak out about this, I know we got to stake bet on it. How do you assess what's going on right now? It, it, it's hard to defend at this point. So Dean Phillips is who we're focusing in on well, for speaking out against. Yeah, Biden? he is speaking out against it. He's running against I mean, them. But I think the noise, the, the the noise on this is becoming, I think, increasing every time he speaks. The fact that he's not doing the Super Bowl interview, you just don't. You think that they, no matter what he does, they're going to stick to him. I mean, I've been saying it for two years now. I, I have been very consistent on this, and through through multiple cycles of Buck, you don't understand. Here's the plot. Here's the scheme, and sure enough, it doesn't happen. I sit here and I keep telling everybody, like the little engine that could, like it's gonna just keep on. Biden's gonna keep on chugging along, um, and I, I think that they really view it more as a brand and as a team than as an individual at this point that they're voting for. Uh, I think that Dean Phillips is. This reminds me a little bit of the the momentary RFK Jr. fascination that swept the right. And I kept saying, I think the only people that care about this really are conservatives uh, or people on the right, kind of libertarian-minded or or open-minded people on the right, uh, or you know, open in at least some areas of what they think policy-wise should happen. So I uh, I I just telling you, man, it's not going to change. It's not about to shift, and and I think that. The, the clock is already ticking on whatever this strategy is supposed to be. That would be a change from Joe Biden. I've said all along. And he says, well, what if he has a stroke? Or what if, well, I mean, if he really can't do the job, Kamala Harris takes over. That's it. And they try to win with Kamala. And I think they lose with Kamala. And that, that would, you know, there we go. The country would move forward. This isn't, this isn't an impossibility. Um, 
but all the other stuff that's being talked about. Are you going to put me on the same yeah. side of the table as Carl Rove? I Are am. you shoving me into the corner with Rove? <laughs> <laughs> this was on, I believe, Fox Business with Stuart Varney. Uh, he was playing these clips of Biden of late, and he said, uh, basically, hey, Carl Rove, what do you think about the idea of Michelle Obama as a replacement? And Carl Rove, I'm told, loses his mind effectively. Here's that clip. Can you deal with this quickly? I keep hearing that Michelle Obama will be shifted into the... No, you're shaking your head. It's not going to happen? No, no, look, look. She hates politics. Read her autobiography. She didn't want her husband to run for the state senate. She didn't want him to run for the president. She is not a political animal. And besides, look, Barack Obama was my charge at the White House. I dealt with him for three years. He's a smart guy. He would know that if if Michelle Obama woke up tomorrow and said, you know what, I've decided after a life of hating politics, I want to be the vice presidential running mate or run for president, people would say, you know what, that's Barack trying to get a third term as president, and they wouldn't go for it. But the starting point is she hates politics. This is a weird obsession of the conspiratorial right, and it's just lunacy, pure lunacy. He was he was he was doing the 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 triple axle there. He was up in the air. He was about to land it, and then his thing about. Oh, but people won't go for it if they thought it was a third Obama. No, actually, that's what all the Democrats would yes. go for if they thought they could pull. So I think everything he said there is true, except for that part where he goes, oh, they won't vote for a third term of Obama. The whole point of a Michelle Obama uh run would be the, the third Obama term, right? I mean, the third Barack Obama term with Michelle, uh, you know, as as, as part of the deal. Um, but Clyde, it's just not going to happen, man. You guys can all send me your emails. I'm keeping them, by the way. Everyone <laughs> listening, I'm keeping your emails that you send me telling me that I don't see it, that I'm missing the forest for the trees or the trees for the forest or whatever the heck it is that Michelle Obama is going to be elevated at the convention. I'm keeping them and I'm going to respond on election day when Joe Biden or Kamala Harris is who the Democrats are voting for. I'm not going to let all of you because I get all inundated. Right. I'll have to buy a really, really good steak. This ties in, Buck. I think the diabolical nature of Democrats crazily is being understated. I saw my friend, our friend, Will Kane, share this. There's an article up at Semaphore. I don't know if you've seen these quotes, but I just want to hit you with it. Um, no Labels is talking about running a third-party candidate. And we don't know who that would be, but there's fear that that would hurt Biden. Listen to what leading Democrat Party officials said to no labels in a private message semaphore got the audio of listen to this through if they run a candidate they said through every channel we have to their donors their friends the press everyone everyone will send the message if you have one fingernail clipping of a skeleton in your closet we will find it if you think you were vetted when you ran for governor, you're insane. That was nothing. We are going to come at you with every gun we can possibly find. We didn't do it with Jill Stein or Gary Johnson. We should have. We will not make that mistake again. That is Democrats on tape threatening Anyone who might be willing to run as a no-labels third party, that they are going to go scorched earth and basically ruin your life. Buck, if you have one fingernail clipping of a skeleton in your closet, we will find it. Well, it's actually much, it's actually much worse than that because they'll just lie about you. 
So it's not even they'll magnify something, they'll fu- they'll just lie. I mean, they'll they'll make stuff up. They'll Kavanaugh you if they have to, right? They'll take somebody who's led a a an unbelievably uh, successful and praiseworthy life and try to make them sound like a monster in some way. And even if it's absurd to intelligent people, stupid people will believe it. So that's what you're up against when the Democrat machinery goes after you. No holds barred. Anything goes. Ends justifies the means. Uh, yeah, I, I, the third labels thing, I, or no labels thing, third party uh, for them, I don't think that's... And I still believe, I know that there's all this back and forth over this. I think an RFK Jr. candidacy hurts uh, hurts Trump. Trump. It hurts Trump. I know people want to, you're being lied to. Those of you who think, oh, I could vote for RFK Jr. and it'll only hurt, it's going to hurt Biden. No, it will hurt Trump. I'm telling you, in the end, it'll hurt Trump. Democrats are far more party loyal in their voting than Republicans are in general. So I, I just, that's what makes me think that there has to be a fix in. I, I just come back to it. They are so diabolical that the reason why Michelle Obama makes sense is she's a black woman. It gets over Kamala Harris. So, and she's a black woman that black women like more than they like Kamala Harris. And the part that I, we agree with about what Karl Rove said, I think Democrats would be ecstatic if they thought they were getting to vote for a third term of Barack Obama. That is what they want. That was one of the calling cards of Joe Biden was Obama didn't endorse him until he was the nominee because Obama doesn't believe that Joe Biden's actually got the mental or physical ability to be president. I think that's the big, you know, sort of elephant in the room here, so to speak. And that's why I think that the Michelle Obama thing is the only way it makes sense. Because I agree with you. I think Kamala Harris would lose worse than Joe Biden. I think Gavin Newsom, with the way he got embarrassed by Ron DeSantis in that debate stage, and the fact that California's story is actually really bad, would get whipped. Uh, Gretchen Whitmer, uh, J.B. Pritzker, Elizabeth Warren. Like, who who is actually better than Joe Biden? The only one I can think of is Michelle Obama. That's why I think she makes sense. She had a what? What was her last job? I mean, I guess first lady's kind of a job, but before that, she was a diversity educator at a public hospital, making three hundred grand for a barely show up kind of a job. We're gonna make her president? I, I I'm not saying really? that I think she'll be a good no, no, president. I, I know you're not saying yeah. that, but I mean, you know that that's really gonna fly. Oh, I, I, I don't. You know, Hillary, Hillary, yeah, she was married to a president and she leveraged that, but she was a senator and then she was a secretary of state and, you know, there, she had been a lawyer before. Um, they'll just, they'll just spin it, in my opinion, Buck, they'll say she's a Harvard law grad. She's super smart. She knows she was a huge partner with Barack Obama. She knows exactly what's required to be a president Mm -hmm. and she has to save America from Donald Trump. Uh, so, so it's a very fascinating, Right-wing conspiracy theory. She is. It's not going to happen. She she is the black female Superman or Superwoman of the Democrat Party. I'm just going to tell you, the same guy who is insistent that alien life forms have visited the planet (laughs) is the guy who's telling you (laughs) that Joe Biden's going to be replaced and Michelle Obama's going to replace him. So I just want to let you know, for those of you who are trying to live in the evidence-based world, welcome to Team Buck. I believe in aliens and Michelle Obama's candidacy. And I'm right about both. Uh, when we come back, by the way, we'll take some of your calls, 800-282-2882. Uh, you're going to love Legacy Box. Company based right here in my home state of Tennessee, in my mom's own hometown of Chattanooga, Tennessee. They digitally preserve old media. What is old media? Videotapes, cassettes, 
film reels, slides, photos, whatever you send them, they'll put them into digital files that will last forever, even maybe photos of aliens that you have evidence of old school. You can get them preserved forever digitally, and you'll be able to share them. Easy to do. They send you a special shipping box. You fill it with everything you want digitally transferred. Ship it overnight. You can track the package. They'll let you know when they get it, and they'll keep you updated every step of the way. You get everything back, all of your old originals, but preserved now in brilliant, brand-new digital files. Legacy Box, safest and easiest way to digitize memories. They've done this now for a million and a half families Utilizing their technology and expertise, your family might well be next. Move quickly. Save 50% off their regular prices when you use this website, LegacyBox.com slash Clay. That's LegacyBox.com slash Clay. 50% off in savings. Truth after truth. You can handle the truth. Clay Travis and Buck Sexton. Claim comics writer and notorious Scott Summers hater Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter Jason Concepcion. Rosie, somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. It feels so good. It does. And like always, we'll be here every week covering the wide world of TV, movies, comics, and geek culture. That's right. We'll be talking about Batman, heroes of that stature, and of course... We'll be inviting our friends in the industry to come geek out with us and share stories. We'll hear from TV writers, actors, comics creators, pop culture critics, and more. Nothing is off the table because geek culture is pop culture. And we can't wait to share our love of it all with you every single week. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. The stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carvin and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back. Our friend Molly Hemingway, who's a brilliant conservative writer and uh, and pundit, uh, she is, is up on Capitol Hill today testifying about election integrity, election um, security flaws, challenges. Uh, I wanted you to hear some of her testimony because she was on fire today. Play it team. The American system of self-governance is under attack. 
Instead of an election day where everyone votes at the same time and with the same full set of information, votes are counted quickly and everyone promptly knows and trusts the outcome, we now have lengthy election seasons that can last months prior to and even after election day. The situation is so absurd that we have presidential and gubernatorial debates weeks after some people have already voted. I look forward to answering questions about how the private oligarch takeover of elections is a threat to our system of self-government. I mean, she goes on, Clay. She was making phenomenal points. You know, she wrote a, a very good book on this rigged, yes, uh, about the 2020 election and what really went on there. Um, heavily researched and footnoted and, and fact-checked. And people ask us this: Has this stuff all been fixed? Not all, maybe some. She's super smart, and you may remember, Buck, that one of the last times we saw her face-to-face, her mom is a big fan of the program, lives in Colorado, and may well be listening right now. So I would imagine, as a dad who just managed to finish 200 miles of car training, it's always great to hear your kids praised. So thank you to Molly Hemingway's mom for raising such a talented daughter, and also... If she is listening right now, thank you to Molly Hemingway's mom for having such great taste in radio. Uh, we appreciate you listening every single day and enjoying the program. Um, and uh, that book, Rigged, is a phenomenal book. If you want to understand better exactly what went on in 2020, get outside of just the big headlines and get into the nitty-gritty. She wrote a really good book, and she also did, Buck, a fabulous book on the Kavanaugh hearings. Yes, which was Justice so on trial. detailed. Yes, so well done there, too. That was fantastically well done. You know, American intelligence, uh, I'm sorry, artificial intelligence here in America is fueling the tech industry, and AI is integrated into more consumer applications, software sales, and related technologies than ever. Tech expert Colin Tedards believes this is the beginning of a new period where you could make serious money if you know where to go and what to invest in. Colin has been watching these tech markets for a long time now. When the market hit rock bottom in November 2022, Colin recommended shares of a top software company saying there was a lot of upside to their stock. This same top software company is up over 200% since then. And anyone who listened to Colin had a chance to more than double their money in less than a year. Now he's recommending a new AI company that he says could do even better. And he's found a way for you to profit from this AI project right from your own brokerage account. Go to newaiproject.com. That's newaiproject.com to hear Colin's next big pick, which could make you big bucks. Newaiproject.com, paid for by Brownstone Research. Welcome back in, Clay Travis, Buck Sexton Show. We are joined now by Speaker Mike Johnson. Appreciate him joining us. Obviously, a lot of uh, reaction to come from what happened yesterday in the House, both with the Israel funding bill and also with the attempt to impeach Secretary Mayorkas. And so I think right off the top, I uh, appreciate you joining us, Speaker. Um, what, what exactly, the, the three Republicans who flipped, your counting, your numbers, was there anything that surprised you about the vote tally that went down yesterday in the House? Uh, there was on the Mayorkas vote. You know, look, last night was a setback. Dem- democracy is messy. We are dealing with literally, guys, the smallest majority in the history of the U.S. Congress. So I have a, on any given day, a one to two vote margin. So the, uh, the head counting and the whip operation is absolutely essential. We, 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 
we expected that we would win it by one last night because there's a, a Democrat who was out for surgery and had been out and not been here for votes. Turned out they were hiding him in the back. Um, he had a hospital gown on, and they wheeled him in for that vote at the last minute. But temporary setback, it, 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 everyone needs to not worry. We're going to take care of this responsibility. We have, we have a duty to hold Mayorkas and the Biden administration accountable for all this, and those impeachment articles are going to pass. We'll, we'll, we'll do it next week. So what happened? You knew that you had three no votes in your caucus. As you mentioned, you don't have very much of a uh, of, of leeway here. And Democrats legitimately hid someone that you thought was in the hospital and wheeled him in on a hospital bed to try to embarrass Republicans and keep the Mayorkas impeachment from happening. That's your understanding of vote counting and what happened? Yeah, well, it, it quite literally did happen in real time. Uh, I, I wasn't 100% certain we'd have three hard no's. I was working on a couple of them, one in particular that I thought might actually uh, vote differently. But, um, but you know, he, he says he voted his conviction. That, that's fine. Uh, but then, you know, we, we, we literally had a, a Democrat come in in a hospital gown, uh, you know, with no socks and, and vote. So, you know, <laughs> Congress is messy sometimes. Democracy is messy. But um, everybody need not be worried. We, we got steady hands at the wheel. We're going to get the job done. But when you have the smallest majority in history, it's, um, it's not easy sledding any day. You know, it takes a lot of hard work, but we're getting it done. Mr. Speaker, it's Buck. Thanks for being here with us on the show. The, sure. let, let's assume that, uh, the plan here that you've laid out is what happens. And so next week there's a vote. Articles impeachment goes through. Mayorkas, uh, you know, lo- loses that vote. Then what? What what do you want to be the follow-on to it, and, and what actions do you think will change as a result of this uh, accountability? Well, look, under the rules, we will send the articles of impeachment over to the Senate for a for a trial of, of that impeachment. Um, that's the, the, the constitutional legal process as it plays out here, and the Senate will have to evaluate the merits of that. Look, we, we, Mayorkas uh, has not just been incompetent in his role. Um, he has been uh, he has been very intentional, very deliberate. They 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 deliberately opened the U.S. border. It was a series of actions that we've documented, by the way, 64 specific actions that President Biden took on his first day in the Oval Office by executive authority, and then throughout and uh, through the agencies and through Mayorkas, they created this catastrophe. And 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 then he's come before Congress multiple times, and and just lied about it under oath he did it to me to my face multiple times in the house judiciary committee um there must be accountability for that and extreme times call for extreme measures there hasn't been a cabinet secretary impeached as everyone now knows since the late 1800s but there has never been a cabinet secretary that so openly defied federal law and created such catastrophic results for the country than this individual and so we have to do what must be done and mr speaker on the issue of a standalone funding bill to Israel uh, for $17 billion in, in aid to Israel. Uh, what What is the argument a- against this? It seems to me that for that tying this to the border or tying this to Ukraine is an absurdity meant to evade accountability for those who are in the Congress. And I feel like the American people in this election year should see which Democrats or Democrats and which Republicans Vote for up or down aid to Israel after the October seventh attacks. I mean, what what's the latest on this? I tell you what, there's going to be a serious price to pay for that. Let's be clear about what happened last night. President Biden issued a veto threat over the very very funding that he himself requested. It was exactly what he asked for months ago, fourteen point three billion. We did that, and then we added on top of it what was necessary 
the, the additional amount to replenish our stockpiles. President Biden issued a veto threat over that. Chuck Schumer threatened the blockade in the Senate. And then last night, 166 House Democrats, led by Leader Jeffries, fell in line. They voted against a clean, standalone aid package to our ally, Israel, at, at, at its its most desperate time. I mean, Israel is fighting for its survival right now. They don't object to the bill's contents. They want to use it as a political pawn in a game they're playing. It's wrong for national security. It's, it's bad policy. It's bad politics. President Biden has a 37% approval rating right now in the latest poll. They're, they're following him right over the cliff, and it's madness. And I think the, the Jewish community throughout this country, uh, I, I think that they are just stunned that they've taken this action. And I think there's going to be a price to pay at the election. We're talking to Speaker Mike Johnson of Louisiana. Um, appreciate you joining us, Mr. Speaker. On on that front, border, I think you said, dead on arrival in conjunction with several other members of House leadership. Israel Israeli funding, you guys are trying to get that done. Ukraine funding. Why would there be one bill? Do you anticipate there being individual votes on each of these issues? And... How does that work if Biden's saying he's going to veto standalone funding for Israel? Do you believe he's bluffing, or do you think that's true? He'd better be bluffing. I mean, the the, the fate of the Middle East rests upon his uh, doing the right thing there, and we are going to do the right thing. I don't have any control over what, what the president does, clearly, but I do have control over the House performing its responsibility. To your point, I do think those are separate issues. I think they have to be evaluated on their own merit. And I've been very crystal clear on this all along the way since the day I got the gavel. I told them exactly where the House was on each of these issues and that we would have to do that uh, the, it separately. And, and so I, I told them that as recently as this morning. I mean, the Senate apparently now is going to drop their border fiasco, and they're going to try to lump all these things together and send it over in what they'll call a national security package where they have Israel and Ukraine and probably the Indo-Pacific funding all in one measure. And I told them, we're not going to do that in the House. They have to be evaluated separately. And, you know, we'll just have to send it back uh, in different pieces. But I, again, I can't control what the Senate does, but I can control this chamber. What are the most important priorities for you as Speaker between now and Election Day, sir? Well, look, the, the number one priority, we're all here to save this country. The House Republicans, I ran for office, and my colleagues did because we were desperately, uh, deeply concerned about the trajectory of the country. I have children. I'm, I'm worried about what they're going to inherit, right? All of us are. And so to do that, we know the reality is we have to maintain and grow the House majority. You know, so much of what evolves into public policy comes out of the House. It's critically important. Um, to do that, we'll, we'll be governing along the way between now and the election, and, and we'll be focusing on the menace of China and all of its various um, issues. We'll be focusing on, uh, focusing on energy policy, trying to reduce energy costs. We're going to continue to press against this radical regulatory regime, the, the White House having weaponized so many agencies of the federal government to work against working families and industries and businesses. Uh, we're going to be pressing uh, for, for our, our core principles along the way, and there's a lot to do here. We know that it'll all be blockaded, I'm sure, by Senate, uh, by Chuck Schumer in the Senate, but we're going to do our, our duty, and we're going to show the contrast to the American people between the two parties and their not just their ideology but their action, and I think that's going to speak volumes to voters. Mr. Speaker, uh, there's also a simultaneous attempt to potentially impeach Joe Biden. And I think Mike Gallagher, uh, congressman, said, hey, the reason I'm voting against Mayorkas is ultimately I believe Biden should be responsible for the failure at the border. 
Do you anticipate also moving forward on potentially impeaching Joe Biden, that is the top of the Democrat government, uh, in the months ahead? Or to you, is Mayorkas the target now, not worrying about Biden? No, I, I think we have lots of worries here. I mean, this this uh, this administration has been an abject failure in so many ways. And you've seen that we've handled impeachment with the weight that is incumbent upon us. I mean, next to the declaration of war, uh, you know, I often make the argument around here, impeachment is probably the heaviest power that is given to the House in the Constitution. We take it very seriously. It requires slow, deliberate action, very methodical inquiry and investigation, and that is what you've seen. We've been investigating the president himself through three different committees of jurisdiction, Judiciary, Oversight, Ways and Means. Our chairman and those committees have done exceptional work. They have followed the truth where it led, and that is what our system requires. And so we have a couple of dots left to connect. We have a couple of subpoenas, as you know. Um, James Biden himself and Hunter Biden will, will be finally be uh, submitting to deposition at the end of this month. And after that, I think that it'll all be wrapped up in a package and we'll, we'll carefully evaluate that. And if it does indeed seem that impeachment is the proper course, we will take that course. We have no choice. We have to follow our oath to the Constitution, and that's what's required. Who do you like in the Super Bowl, by the way? I'll give you something <laughs> easy here. 49ers or Chiefs, which side are you taking? I, I'm going to go with the Chiefs. I can never pull for San Francisco. I'm sorry, guys. I just can't do it. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> Fair enough. I can understand that for sure. Thanks for being with us, Mr. Speaker. Appreciate your time. You got it. Great to talk with you. God bless. Uh, we'll talk about that. We'll take some of your calls. We'll react to it when we come back. I just asked him about the Super Bowl because guess what? Prize picks. Go to prizepicks.com slash clay right now. Buck, I'm giving everybody winners tomorrow. And if you think Clay Travis has no idea what he's talking about, which, by the way, my wife might agree with sometimes, you can take the opposite side. You can fade me. You can say Clay Travis is an imbecile. I'm going to take the exact opposite side. Maybe you're right. Maybe you'll win on that direction. Up to $100 given to you. All you have to do is sign up at prizepicks.com slash Clay. Makes the big game even more fun. 49ers, Chiefs, players, Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey, Christian McCaffrey, Brock Purdy. Who's going to have the best numbers? Who's going to have the best stats? You can put a pick in and have a stake in that outcome and They'll give you up to $100 free to match what you deposit. Why not go ahead and sign up right now and be ready? PrizePicks.com slash Clay. That website one more time, PrizePicks.com slash Clay. Download and use the new Clay and Buck app. Listen to the program live. Catch up on any part of the show you might have missed. Stay current with what Clay and Buck are saying on TV. Find the Clay and Buck app in your app store and make it part of your day. Hello, acclaimed comics writer and notorious Scott Summers hater, Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter, Jason Concepcion. Rosie, somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. It feels so good. It does. And like always, we'll be here every week covering the wide world of TV, movies, comics, and geek culture. That's right. We'll be talking about Batman, heroes of that stature, and of course, we'll be inviting our friends in the industry to come geek out with us and share stories. We'll hear from TV writers, from actors, comics creators, pop culture critics, and more. Nothing is off the table, because geek culture is pop culture, and we can't wait to share our love of it all with you every single week. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. The stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carmen and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back into Clay and Bach. I'll take some of your calls, also get some of your VIP emails here. And a reminder that we have uh, Senator Rand Paul, who is going to be with us uh, shortly, in just a few minutes here. We're talking to him about some of the uh, news of the day, but also a Cover-up of COVID origins allegedly involving perhaps the Intel community. So we'll make sense of all of that for you. Uh, let's see. Okay, here we go. Denise in Westlake, Ohio, wants to talk Michelle Obama theory. What's going on, Denise? Okay, this is really, 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 really out there. But Uh-oh. I thought about this. Okay. More out there than what Clay's already said. I'm very concerned yeah. now. But apparently you've been screened, so let's see what you have to say. Well, I kind of think they have Michelle Obama in their back pocket, and they're just going to spring her out, okay? And I thought, okay, what if she runs for president and she wins, and her vice president is Barack Obama? Because he can run for vice president, a former president can run for vice president, and then she can resign, and he can be president again, or be in the White House with her and call all the shots. So I... We're just throwing that out. Like, did anybody ever think about that? I don't know, Clay. What's it like over in Crazy Town? Why don't you tell us? <laughs> Denise has gone further into Crazy Town. I'm happy to be the mayor of Crazy Town, Conspiracyville. I don't think Barack Obama would be the VP. And you would not be able to elevate him to president, my understanding, if you had a VP who had formerly served as president. I think in the event that someone were forced to step into office you would skip over the vice president and go, is it Secretary of State is third in line? Am I right about that, Buck? Do you remember? I think it's Secretary of State is th- is third in line. Am I right about that? Speaker of the House is th- third in line. Speaker of the House third in line. Sorry. And then it's Secretary of State fourth in line. So I don't think you would do that because the Speaker could – I thought the Speaker was like fifth. But anyway, the challenge there is the next person in line could be the opposite party. So uh we'll see who ends up speaker, but right now we just talked to Speaker Mike Johnson. You don't want the opposite party suddenly to be elevated into the presidency. In Designated Survivor with Kiefer Sutherland, isn't there a terror attack that takes out a joint session of Congress and, and, and then he's the 
education secretary. Like 19th in line or something. Right. Yes. So I think he's way down the list, but he becomes the president because he's the guy who's the designated survivor who wasn't at the event from, uh, from the cabinet, right? That's how it goes. Yeah. Oh, this is, this is one of that. They built a whole show around it, but one of the craziest parts of the State of the Union address is there is a designated survivor who is kept safe and secure in the event that there were a nuclear attack or a massive explosion that occurred with all of the heads of state inside of the Capitol, and that that person would then be, who's always very far down the flow chart of, uh, of, of, of the presidency, would end up in charge. But you're right. I think they made a Kiefer Sutherland show where he was, in fact, the designated survivor. Um, and the uh, 22nd Amendment reads... No person shall be elected to the office of president more than twice, and no person who has held the office of president or acted as president for more than two years of a term to which some other person was elected president shall be elected to the office of the president more than once. Now, that's a little bit confusing, but, Buck, what I do think it factors in on is if you believe, and I think a lot of people do, that if Biden were nominated, that he would step down and that Kamala Harris would be elevated as president, Buck, he would have to wait two years, maybe two years in a day, or uh, Kamala Harris would only be able to run for one term. So let's presume that you're out there and you're thinking like, conspir- again, mayor of Conspiracyville here, if you think there's no way they're going to keep Joe Biden in office, if he stepped down inside of the first two years of his term, then Kamala Harris would only be able to run for one term as president of the United States based on that right you can't you can serve for what is the math there nine uh you can serve as president for 10 years minus a day we also have dale in california who has an idea involving nikki haley he wants to share what's up dale hey clay and buck hey just uh heads up january 22nd american thinker had an excellent article that detailed why it would not be Michelle Obama, and I think a lot of people are getting sick and tired of hearing of her, and why the Republican that would be the Democrat's uh, choice would be Nikki Haley. Let's face it, she's been, relied on her whole thing on Democrat money. She recli- re, uh, relied on Democrat votes. She's relied on all her talking points sounding exactly like a Democrat, don't forget that when she was ambassador, she backstabbed Trump. I okay, thank you for the thank you for the call. We get, we're coming up on a break, Buck. Even I, as the mayor of Conspiracyville, if Nikki Haley is staying in the race to replace Joe Biden, who's going to drop out for health, and she's going to end up being the Democrat nominee for president to run against Trump. This would be a crazy plot twist, even for those of us who watched House of Cards. It's it's uh, it's insane. So <laughs> there you go. How about it's just crazy? Not even a plot twist. It's just crazy. It's going to be Biden-Harris, everyone. Trust me. Biden-Harris. Remember I said it. We got Rand Paul with us next. Senator Rand Paul, he's going to bring us back into Saneville. Population buck, sometimes Clay. Maybe. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. 
Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Hello, acclaimed comics writer and notorious Scott Summers hater, Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter, Jason Concepcion. Somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. And like always, we'll be here every week. You'll hear from TV writers, actors, comics creators, pop culture critics. Nothing is off the table. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie. Because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to More Than a Movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.